So uh, are you aware, then, that China is the largest emitter of CO2? Hey, what's going on, everybody? You were just watching a clip about the debate between Secretary of the Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, and Mr. Zink. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. So welcome to another episode of All Things Logistics, and here's an update for you. We're going to watch a clip that came from the meeting that Pete Buttigieg testified on the 2024 transportation budget before the Appropriations Committee. And in this particular discussion, Representative Ryan Zink, Congressman representing Montana for the 1st Congressional District, had some questions for the Secretary in regards to security of the supply chain and how it relates to the mineral, critical minerals that are being used to produce EV vehicles. It was a very interesting conversation. So before I get started, I want to give you some background on the congressman. He has a strong military background. Uh, He serves on the subcommittees of the Transportation Department, Housing and Urban Development, and related agencies. He is fighting to lower energy costs for the Montana He is also uh, slamming President Biden for killing the American energy um, resources. And he opposes China and strides to protect America's strategic petroleum reserves. So I thought this clip was a really good conversation to get into because, as you know, the United States government is really pressing for EV vehicles to be in everybody's home and especially with the transportation industry, EV vehicles are, are being pushed into the transportation industry because the desire for the government to cut down on CO2. So we're going to take a look at this, the rest of the clip. Secretary, uh, welcome. And uh, first of all, I want to thank you for your service. As a former secretary, I understand how difficult your task is, and I appreciate the service. I also understand the responsibility you bear of being responsible for a transportation system and a secure supply chain. I'm sure we both agree that that I would say it is in our best interest in national security to have a supply chain uh, that is controlled by U.S. or our allies. I also also would uh, ask you to agree that energy independence certainly would be a priority in our national security. Indeed. Well, given that, uh, you also have a record of being an advocate for climate change. I don't think that's changed. Would you, would you, is that I wouldn't say I'm for climate change. I'm for fighting it, certainly, yes. So uh, are you aware then that China is the largest emitter of CO2? Yes. And are you aware that China is responsible for 90% of the plastics 90% 90% of the plastics in the oceans come from four rivers in China. Are you aware of that? I didn't know that statistic, but I'm not surprised by it. Well, are you aware also that China is the largest violator of fishing regulations and laws? Yes. And, of course, you're also aware of critical minerals. Yes. Are you aware that China controls, either directly or indirectly, more than 62%? In many cases, the preponderance or absolute control of critical minerals. A condition we are working hard to change in this administration. And I'm going to ask you further about that. But critical. So I want to pause here for a minute. 
critical minerals, or they're speaking of as the critical minerals that are being used to create these batteries for EV vehicles. That's, that's the focus of this conversation. What I find interesting about this is this information is not floating through media at all. And it is vital that we as American citizens who are paying our taxes going into the government that is supporting the transition to EV vehicles be made aware of where those dollars are being spent, what countries getting the most of those dollars, because that means our taxpaying dollars are leaving the United States. He says some more and, and you know, let's, let's keep watching. As you know, is also required for EV. Indeed. Seems to be that cobalt, lithium, in some cases germanium, mm-hmm. is absolutely required for, for EV. And are you aware that, that to meet the demands today, that the U.S. would have to increase mining by 2,000% for 20 years to reach the demands today? I need to pause on that because that is huge, 2,000%. So I'm not sure the statistics of what that would look like in numbers. But just if if what this congressman is saying, if Mr. Zink is correct, and I believe he is probably correct. He seems like a guy that's done his homework. He knows what he's doing. He's done, And he's not talking wildly he's basically bringing home the fact that in order for us as a nation to achieve and reach the demand for ev vehicles and the batteries that we would have to increase our production of critical mineral mining by two thousand percent now all of you have heard that ev you know, vehicles are coming on. And, and from what I have seen from the Tesla uh, tractor that is currently out, there are a lot of batteries to power, use to power those vehicles. So I find it interesting that he's touching on the security of the supply chain, both being military men, they understand the importance and the integrity of maintaining, maintaining the security of our goods and services because if we're going to become dependent on these vehicles we don't want to get in a position to where we can't drive or we can't make any more because we have placed all of our resources and assistance on a country that we may be in conflict with in addition i like how he he brings home the fact that we want to maintain that, that security. We want to maintain that control. It places the United States in a dominant position as opposed to a uh, defensive position uh, to where we are, you know, defending and, and needing to take back. Uh, but being in a position of power is where we want to be. So let's continue to take a look at what this conversation well, the chemistry of our batteries has not completely stabilized in a way that I think can be fully predict, uh, predicted for the next. There, there decade, may be but innovation. There's no question that we're going to right now. 
Yeah, there, there's no question that we're no, going to need to no, source no more uh, minerals, both domestically and from friendly countries. Well, and, and, and that's, that's the catch, hmm. is uh, we all want cleaner, better, more efficient. But your stated goal and Biden's stated, President Biden's stated goal and my stated goal, and, and certainly President Trump's was the same, is that we seek energy independence. Hmm. We seek energy dominance so we're not held hostage by foreign entities. And, and he's making a great point. We've already experienced what it feels like to be held hostage and needing energy resources as we see what's going on with our gas prices. With OPEC, when OPEC decides they're not going to produce any more oil or they're going to just sit tight on the oil they have and the supply starts to whittle down, that means the price goes up. That means you at the gas pump are forced to stand in line. There's a situation going on in Miami right now because they don't have the fuel and the, the gasoline at the gas stations that is needed. So people are standing in line for hours on time. And many of you have experienced throughout the last few years how some of the pipelines go down, how you know we're told, oh, we're not going to be able to bring in fuel as quickly, so forth and so on. So he makes some great points in this argument. Indeed. Well, how do you get to be energy independent mm. when the components of EV today are all controlled by China? And have you done an assessment of how much mining we would have to do and where the critical minerals are and what we'd have to do in order to meet the demands of, the, of a very aggressive program to convert? And have you done an assessment? Yes, thanks for, uh, thanks for the question. While some of the finer points related to extraction are probably better answered by my colleagues at the Department of the Interior, our Joint Office of Energy and Transportation, which is jointly run by both uh, uh, us and the and, Department And what does the assessment say since you've completed it? Well, uh, w what that work is doing is identifying different points, not just in the raw material extraction itself, but also in the refining. Uh, where we see that if we were to but you have you identified where our where our sticking points is uh where right our, so a lot how, of the, how yeah. to get there in 10 years because it mm -hmm. seems like on on the supply chain mm -hmm. if china controls it today mm -hmm. and we're putting moratorium on mines in minnesota that have the largest nickel deposit and critical minerals mm -hmm. and we're not moving forward on securing the supply chain but we're moving forward on on solar cells now and the pause right here he is really grilling the secretary and and making some great points and asking some great questions but i want to pause right here because i want to i want to reach out to you and, and definitely ask if this information you're finding this information useful valuable please share this video like subscribe turn on your notification bell and support this channel as it grows to bring you more information like this so that you can be better prepared in your business as a transportation professional and understand what is going on in our government because it impacts you and I the same. So with that, he is making some good points that we need to be doing more digging, finding out more information so that we can make sure that we're in a solid position that our strategy is solid and we know what forces are impacting us. When I think about the forces, I'm thinking about who is controlling those minerals 
buyers and sellers. And when you're looking at the supply chain, we all know what it went through when COVID hit. We do not want to be in a situation we're waiting on minerals to come across the ocean so that we can just continue to get to work. I mean, we do not want to be in that position. Now, I have been doing some research and there are some there are four alternatives to fuel other than diesel. And I'm going to be doing a report on that uh, later this week. So definitely keep your eyes open for that. So let's get back into this. Well, again, the uh, Department of Energy. Solar cells made in, made in China. So be much easier to answer. So how are you going to figure this out? Okay. Uh, so part of what uh, you're describing is the motivation behind the investments that the Department of Energy has been leading in enhancing U.S. So, well, I, I agree. There, there's effort. But have you identified source? Because there's a difference between practical, real, and fiction. Well, I know you're going to be ind independent if China produces the very components that make up EV. This is exactly why we're doing the work to produce them here in the United States. I and wish. What, what are we? What are we doing on on cobalt? How much cobalt are we producing in this country? The next ten years, what do we need? And where? And how are we going? I'm a military guy. I love plants. Right. You know I do. Well, first of all, I'd encourage you to become familiar with the private investment and the public-private partnership investment, real dollars, not just plans, uh, that are going out through these DOE Have programs. you read the Critical Mineral Report, the multi-agency report, 2017? I have not read the 2017 multi-agency Critical Mineral Report. I am very familiar. I'm sure you are. Absolutely familiar. Have you read the 2017 Climate, Recha climate Change Report, multi-agency? I believe that's informed some of the work that uh, is in our plans it? through the joint uh, energy, but I've not uh, read that document cover to cover now. Oh, I, I, I would suggest that, Mr. Secretary, that you read those two documents. Well, I can on both cases, mm -hmm. what they what they clearly state is the U.S. is becoming dependent on China. Let's pause. Let's 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 talk about that. Our government has been telling us that they want to break ties with China as far as being solely dependent on China supplying our goods, our consumer goods, Amazon is shipping from China. A lot of stuff comes from China. A lot of stuff moves over to China that's waste, but I believe China changed some of that. So when he was talking about a lot of that plastic I believe that a lot of that plastic was shipped to China due to some arrangements, but we have since changed all that. And I'm not sure on all the details, but I'm definitely going to find out. I'm curious about these two reports that he speaks of, the 2017 multi-agency reports in regards to critical minerals and also in regards to EV vehicles and energy. Because I believe from what he is saying, there's data in those reports that shed light on why we should not be dependent on China to be our source for this project and transitioning over to cleaner energy. And, you know, I definitely question the money. Where, once again, where is this money flowing to and from? Our government has released a lot of money. Some statistics that was earlier in the report that I want to address real quick that I highlighted in regards to how much money 
the Department of Transportation is requesting from this committee. And that's one of the reasons why they're having this particular meeting. It breaks out to be $145 billion total that the Department of Transportation is requesting. Now, $27.9 billion is discretionary budget. $80 billion of that is highway trust fund. And $36.8 billion of that is advanced appropriations. Now, all of those dollars, $145 billion, come from taxpayers. So if they're requesting $145 billion, is it going back into the economy? How much of that $145 billion is staying here in the United States versus going overseas to support the need to supply EVs, vehicles and critical minerals and things like that. And there's other agencies that are also a part of this transition into the EV and clean energy. And you got to question then if they're making this transition, where are they spending this money? There could be money allocated for the transportation trucks that are out here that, that need to be transitioned over. Why are those vehicles, are that money not being allocated for that? Is it being allocated for that? Is anybody talking about that? There are some grants that came down. Are there enough grants to support this transition if you want people to go? So we see here that there is definitely work still needs to be done. And if we put our minds together, I believe that the trucking industry can be the answer to the supply chain issue. But people got to put their minds together and think about the solutions that are possible. We find solutions by digging into the information. So I want to get back to this. And so let's hit it. Which is unless we change the rudder Mm. is that we will be more dependent. And unless we figure out the supply chain first, our pursuit of EV makes us more dependent on China. I would argue that our action to win the EV future cannot wait. I would argue that China is already working to win EVs and that so they how, will win well, if Mr. We do Secretary, not if it requires critical minerals and we don't have control of them, and China manufactures, produces, processes the very components necessary for EV, then how is that achievable to be independent if we depend on China more? And the more we press, and I'll, I'm all for the above, all the above. But before we leap blindly, there's two concerns. Mm -hmm. One is that we have clear control, either ourselves or our allies, of the supply chain Mm -hmm. to include the critical minerals and components. Secondly is what are we going to do when they're in the lifestyle, of life cycle? As you know, 90% or are you aware that 90% of the solar cells today are dumped in some landfill across the country? Not as familiar with the life cycle of solar cells, but I would emphasize one of the most important things to bear in mind when we think about the critical mineral sourcing and refining that goes into EV battery components is that end-of-life recycling will be a vital part uh, of how we meet our marks. Now, this is, a, this is definitely bringing a lot of thoughts to my mind. Are we making more problems in an attempt 
to solve problems? I mean, he just stated that we are dumping these cells into landfills. So why are we creating a problem to solve a problem? That doesn't make any sense, does it? I understand that CO2 is, is needed to be reduced, but what's the biodegradability rate of these cells that are being dumped into landmines? What's the toxicity rate in the soil? How are they controlling the toxins from spilling out in the soil, into waters, into drains, into communities? You know, there was a few weeks ago, there was a landfill in Alabama that was smoldering. It, it just, it's just smoldering. And basically, no one knew why it was smoldering and they couldn't put the fire out. And I, I saw the video from, uh, that was posted on YouTube. And I was just amazed at how thick the cloud was over this area of Alabama and there were houses underneath that and people were having to change their air filters pretty much by the hour it seemed because of all the the air uh soot and and whatever was falling from that burning ash that was just smoldering and just covering the air it was um, entering into the homes. And so they were having to clean these filters out so that they could make sure that this stuff doesn't get in their lungs. The past couple weeks, we've had many freight train derailments, which are just boggling my mind as to why all of a sudden it's become an epidemic or a, a consistent problem. I shouldn't say an epidemic, call it a consistent problem. But all of these things, you got to question, are we creating the problems because of the transitioning that we're doing, because we didn't do the proper assessments, because we didn't do the proper homework before we operationalize the strategy? I understand that we need to do better at reducing CO2. And I understand that the transportation industry, supply chain industry, contributes to a great deal of that. However, we've got data now that we can do studies and assess and evaluate, do predictions, and then even measure small segments to identify whether or not this is viable and sustainable for the long term. Make tweaks as we go, but let's just not burn down the house on the way. So we're going to finish it up. Now, of course. Uh, that's alongside the onshoring and friendshoring that we need to do, both with regard and to the extraction. We're going to take a recess, um, but okay. but the concerns uh, I end up with this is the concerns I have are supply chain from the very beginning to the very end. What are we going to do, and and does that make us more vulnerable to a potential adversary? Mm -hmm. So with that, since there's only one member in promotion by attrition, <laughs> we'll have to take a quick recess and uh, and sir, thank you for 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 being here. I, I appreciate all you do. Thank you, Congressman. All right. I appreciate you guys uh, checking that out. I want to remind you, uh, you are looking at uh, all things logistics. I'm Jewel Williams. I am the producer. And I want to ask you to subscribe to this channel. 
and support this channel. It's free. Go ahead and hit the like button. Turn on your notification bell so you'll be alerted every time I come out with a new video. I also want to get your feedback. What are you thinking about this? What's going through your mind about what this conversation of critical minerals, the security of our supply chain as we build more EV vehicles, especially with the tractor trailers? You know, there is a big push to get these tractors off the road to and, and get some cleaner tractors on the road. And if these vehicles require the majority of the resources necessary to make this happen, then that means those resources are going to have to come from places like China, or we're going to have to figure out how we can increase our supply here in the United States without causing more damage to our planet and our country as a whole. So I hope this information was helpful to you. Comment down below. Let me hear your thoughts. Where do you stand on this? Do you agree? Do you think we're doing the right thing? <laughs> are, are we just making a mess of the whole thing? And the truck driver and the freight transportation specialists are just in the middle having to sort it all out. All right. I'll catch you guys next time. Peace out. Thanks for the support.